It really is nearly Christmas. I have a new Christmas jumper. Thank you. Um, it costs more than the last one that I had, which only cost four pounds. This one is a significant step up. I hope it, it sort of displays that and it's just, it, does it, it looks, thanks, thanks. But I've got classy over here. Any other kind of comments? Yeah, classy, good, awesome, warm, warm actually. Actually, all that jigging around and sort of starting to dance, I love that in the worship. You suddenly realize how warm it actually is in here. I was like, wow, I'm getting too hot to do this. I would have to take my Christmas sweater off, but then it wouldn't be Christmas. That's kind of like somehow illegal. Um, so Christmas is, is coming, and whether we like it or not, it happens every year on the 25th of December, and, and it feels like this unstoppable momentum building to this great crescendo where we all give presents, eat too much, and then fall asleep on the sofa or whatever your Christmas tradition is. But, the, but it's built up, it's, doesn't it? It starts like way back somewhere. I don't quite know when your Christmas tradition begins, but one of the things we do as a family is we cut down our own Christmas tree. So we just begin the momentum. We all go to Finlaston Country Park and, and our family go and all the kids come. So there's me and Teresa and we're all choosing a tree and, and, and we're going around these big fields of trees and we want the biggest, bushiest, most symmetrical. And, and most of the families now have three children each and they all get involved. It's very, very democratic decisions in the families. Guess who's the last to choose the tree? We, we are. We, we, we are consistently the fussiest and the last to get our tree. They're all standing up with their trees and with the saws and we take photos of the tree. But it's part of the tradition and probably if we were the first, it would, something wouldn't be right with Christmas somehow anymore. Um, and, and last night, another sign that Christmas is coming, it was the Strictly Come Dancing final. How many of you know about that? Yeah, how many of you voted? Thank you, I'm just making me feel better. I voted six times, or I just said, you know, um, that's, how, that's the limit of what you can do online. Uh, and this is, this is part of the product of, of marriage. Probably, if I'd not been in union with my beautiful wife here, I would not love Strictly, but there's something of her anointing and her gifting has rubbed off on me over the years. I've become a Strictly super fan, and you know that Christmas is coming when the Strictly final has happened. And then the other way, these days, this is a modern phenomena that, that, that you know Christmas is coming, is because things from Amazon come to your door every day. Uh, particularly if you're in Amazon Prime, so you've got the Amazon gifts showing up, you've got the Christmas tree up, you've got the lights on, you dig out the lights from last year and figure, in, you know, and the thing is building, and then you're thinking, oh, I haven't got a present for so-and-so. And, and, and this great crescendo, this great momentum to this great moment. And most people don't know why the heck they're doing it. It's just important to do. It's dark, and it's gloomy, and it's the middle of the year, and we've always done this great big thing. And we give gifts. We put on lights. Because something important's happened. And we're celebrating the biggest gift ever. 
And, and so it's really, I, I actually, you could be quite cynical, it's so materialistic these days, and you know, they're taking the Christ out of Christmas and all the rest of it. But you know, thank God we remember something about God. As a culture, it's kind of in our bones, this whole momentum, this whole build-up, this whole celebration. Maybe we don't know what it's for, but my goodness, something's important enough to get this stressed about this time of year. Anybody need prayer for stress, please? Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? It's because it's Christmas. And actually, Christmas is worth shouting about. It's actually worth having a huge crescendo. It's actually not a whimper. It shouldn't be a whisper. It shouldn't be just a damp squib. It should be absolutely awesomely celebrated because the greatest gift ever happened and we celebrate it at Christmas. Yes, I know it's probably also tied to uh, you know, uh, the solstice and, and the celebrations of... Uh, there's a word I've forgotten, but you know... Pagan, that's the word, thanks very much. Pagan celebrations. But you know, all over the world, the spread of the gospel has used pagan celebrations, got hold of them and made them significant so that the cultures that they're reaching can understand the gospel. So as long as you keep the gospel bit, suddenly it becomes a God celebration, not a pagan celebration. Is it exactly the day that Jesus was born on? Probably not. But it's good that we celebrate it. So for the Christmas purists, you know, let's, let's, let's ditch the bar humbug this year and enjoy the fact that all of society is going crackers because Jesus came. That we wouldn't have a Christmas without Christ, even if some people have forgotten that's why we have Christmas. And so this great crescendo, let's just read some scripture together that we love to read at Christmas. Isaiah 9. <clears throat> And we'll find it in our Bibles. Should be in mine. Here we go. 9 verse 6. You'll know it. <clears throat> For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government whew, shall be on his shoulders. And his name, probably say it together, shall be called Wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Isn't that exciting? A child is born who will be called mighty God. A child is born who will be called mighty God. A child is born who will be called mighty God. The creator and sustainer of the universe, of all types of existence, whether fleshly or heavenly, seen or unseen, showed up in a baby. The creator and sustainer of all things showed up on planet Earth in a baby. That's worthy of creating a crescendo. That's worthy of having a big bang. Never happened before. Total miracle. Amazing. 
We call it the incarnation. That's what we're all getting stressed about is we're celebrating something triggered by the fact that God came in a baby. God came in man, 100% God. The God who is still keeping the universe alive, still holding all things together. The one who spoke and created it all, still in all of that fullness, put himself inside a womb, inside a baby. And then popped out crying and doing the pooping and the feeding and all the things while somehow miraculously and mysteriously sustaining all things. This is worth celebrating. This is a mystery, but it is true. Isn't that amazing? All of God showed up inside all of a human being. And he started off as a human being, a tiny, tiny human being, and all of Massive God is that tiny, tiny baby. You see, in, in, the, in the story of things, I don't know when this happened, but something in eternity past, there was some kind of conversation in heaven with Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they're like, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be, and I use the word advisedly, having studied the Greek, Hebrew, uh, wouldn't it be fun? to take what we're having and give it to other people. And wouldn't it be fun to take what we look like and make some others that look like it? So that when they come out, you know, know, we've had three new grandkids this year. And you know the first thing you do when they come out, in case you've forgotten, you go, oh, doesn't he look like whatever and you're often wrong but you're always like oh I could see I could see the nose of course the nose could, I could see the now in heaven what happened is Father, Son, Holy Spirit is like we're going to have some babies we're going to have some people we're going to create a family and then when we look at them we could be looking at us we go oh look I can see a bit of Jesus yeah I can see Jesus and Holy Spirit yeah, yeah I see that oh Father yeah yeah he's, he's just like you isn't it fun when you have babies yeah, yeah, I know, I know, there's all the other stuff. We, we looked after some grandkids yesterday. I'm still wiping the poo off a toilet wall. <laughs> Such was the, the, um, the gastronomic explosion. I'm still finding traces of it. If you do come to our house, I'll happily tell you which toilet not to use if you're a bit squeamish. Um, you can pray for me. Can, you can disinfect me. Jesus was God joined to sinful flesh Jesus was God showing up on purpose with the great desire of making a home on planet earth and he showed up inside a system that was being run by the demonic equivalent of Darth Vader The sustainer and the creator of the universe comes inside a fallen world under control of a dark rebel force and he turns on the light because he is the light. This is good to get celebrated. The light came into the darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. Oh, it's so terrible out there. Hey, listen, it may be terrible may be terrible things in your life there may be challenging things in your brain but the light came and it's growing 
Just heard some stories about that. But it's also growing in you. <laughs> See, his, the miracle of his carnation tells us some really important things. And one of the most, we don't have time to do this morning, but one of the most important things is it tells us that the miracle of God's incarnation in you is both true and possible. God can put himself in a baby in a manger. He can put himself in you. And he has. Hmm. Incarnation is important for all kinds of reasons. But one thing we can celebrate is God came in man so that it could be in you. If it's possible for God to put himself inside a human baby, then it's completely possible for him to do exactly the same for you. Maybe when we're remembering Christmas, let's remember the gift of Christ in you. If you can put it in a baby, you can put him in you without any like, oh, well, how would I get all of him in me? Well, if you can put him in a baby, you could definitely get him in most of us. Because we exist in a dimension that is not, that is beyond and is not just what you can see, feel, and measure. Actually, God's made every human being so spacious in the spirit realm that God can live inside of them. You have an existence beyond the physical realm. So this Christmas, let's celebrate the reality of his incarnation, which means it's his incarnation in you. He wasn't repelled by sinful flesh. He came on purpose to inhabit it, to turn on the light in the darkness. So it doesn't matter what kind of history you have, what kind of person you are, he can show up in you when you ask him. And most of you in this room have asked him, and he doesn't need asking twice. He's not like, hmm, just assessing you whether I fancy jumping down inside of your life or not. He's eager. He's keen. He doesn't take a long, long time to think about whether he wants to live in you or not. All he wants, we're the ones that take a long, long time. He's like, well, I wonder if we can believe this or not. Will this really happen? The baby in the manger shows us that it will really happen. If we believe that, it can happen for us. And it has happened for us. His incarnation shows us as incarn our incarnation is true. <laughs> this is good news if you hadn't noticed. Joy to the world! The king has come! The prince of glory! And he lives in you! For in him the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. He's in you and he's still running the planet. Woo. So let, let, let's just kind of try and apply that. How, what does that mean for Christmas for you and me? What does it mean for Christmas? It means God is in you in all his fullness. Whether you feel it or not. Like Jess was doing, like, you know, sometimes you get up in the morning this time of year and you're like, I know how old I am, but I feel 20 years older. I'm just, obviously none of you feel like that. You're all like, yay, I'm getting out. Or 
So, am I talking to real people here? Talk, I feel like you should talk to me like, no, yes, hello, happy, sad, mostly, yeah. <laughs> so what, okay, here's some tips this Christmas. Do not try to get closer to God. Absolutely cut out this, I'm going to try and stay close to God this year. In fact, cut it out probably for the rest of your life. But if you want something good to do this Christmas, stop trying to be close to God. Right now, just stop it. Tell yourself to stop it. Tell your brain to stop thinking like, I must get close to God. I must somehow try to hang on to the presence of God through all the stress and have I got everything and, and, the, and the in-laws and the outlaws all come into my house. I've got to stay close to God. I've got to cling on to God. And it's so hard, especially when the outlaws come. I mean the in-laws, or whatever the, the laws are. Stop trying to get God to rub off on your life. Oh, it's tough to do this Christian life, you know. must read the Beatitudes every day through Christmas and just try and get some of that into me. If I get close to God, maybe I'll get some of him into me and I'll be more at peace and more at joy. Stop it. Just stop it. Have a little sign on your back of your toilet door that says, stop it. <laughs> Stick it on the inside cover of your Bible or your, probably your phone. Just stop it. Stop trying to be close to God. Stop trying to get him to rub off on you so you'll be better and a holier, joyful you for Christmas. You know how long that lasts? About five minutes. Yes, but I want to be poor in spirit. I want to, because the, they see God and I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to hunger and thirst after righteousness. It's so difficult to do all that and get all the food ready, the presents ready and have all these in-laws and outlaws around. Just on a lot of stress, on a lot of stress. You know what? For Christmas, maybe some people, what they actually do is, I'm just going to forget I'm a Christian because trying to be a Christian and do all this other thing at the same time is too much like hard work. I'll send nice Christmas cards that are religious ones. I think that would be excellent advice. Stop trying to get God to be closer. Christmas tells us he already showed up in your life. Christmas tells us that while I'm cleaning poo off the wall of our downstairs toilet, Christ is still in me, the hope of glory. When you have the midnight feed or the early morning nappy, Christ is in you. The hope of glory. You can't get closer. You can realize how close you are. You can draw on who he is inside you. You can go, hey, 
I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling stressed. Um, Whatever it is, Holy Spirit, will you help me? Because you're inside me. Will you start pushing through all my random, unhelpful feelings and thoughts and start to manifest your glory and life inside of me because Christmas tells me that's where you are. You know what? Because it's true, it works. And because it's getting closer to God's stuff isn't true, it doesn't work very well. It's not a permanent solution. His incarnation is the announcement of your incarnation. He is the first of a new kind of which you and I are the result. We are are it. He is... It's actually learning to yield to the new nature he's put inside you, which is him. Rather install something from the outside in, which is what lots of people try and do in their Christian life, and it is hard work and often frustrating. God in Christ did all the heavy lifting, and the first heavy lifting he did was to show up in a baby. Then he did the heavy lifting of living a perfect life. Then he did the heavy lifting of dying an awful death on a cross. Then he did the heavy lifting of rising again from the dead. Then he did the heavy lifting of being seated and and resurrected and seated with Christ in heavenly places. And in all of that, he included you. If If Christmas is for real, if you really believe in Christmas more than Santa... If you really believe in Christmas more than strictly, (laughs) believe this, Jesus is alive in you. And he is what we read. He is mighty God. He is Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government. There will be no end. Often we've trained ourselves so much to look outward to try and pull God inward, we actually don't think to go, oh, actually you're in me. And he's never gone away. It's just our attention is often elsewhere. Which is why the Bible tells us that we are to be transformed, literally transfigured by the renewal of our minds. Now, we used to think that meant learn more Bible verses and truths and then we will be changed. And there is some absolute benefit in that. Don't misunderstand. But what this scripture is saying that we know so well in Romans 12 verse 2 is be transfigured, not transformed. The transfigured is the release of what's inside to the outside. Jesus was transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration and there they saw shining out of him what had always been in him. As our mind changes, so its focus shifts. We become more heavenly minded, what's in us shines out of us more and more. Changing as a a believer isn't about installation, it's about release and revelation and, and actually to some degree it's about yielding to what is already there. Releasing, revealing what's already in you, who is already in you. 
This is God's Christmas gift, incarnation. And he didn't just do it once. For us all to wonder at, he did it billions of times. Because it happened once, it's happened for you. The miracle that you see, if you believe in it, if you can believe that God put himself in a baby, you can believe that he put himself in you. Can't you, can you not? I think it's probably slightly easier. But if you believe that, then the second follows. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. He's, he's fullness. Because he came in fullness, he lives in you in fullness. The incarnation in a baby is the incarnation in you. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just stand a moment? Because in a few minutes, the children are going to reappear. And I'm told there's going to be gifts around the tree, which for some reason I struggle to detect the tree, but there is one behind me with presents underneath it. So that's going to be fun. Um, so Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you Jesus came. Thank you that he came and he lived inside of us. To live inside of us. Not just to be there on the good days. Not just to be there when we're doing well. But actually to be there all the time. Be there, thoroughly there in the darkness. Thoroughly there when it's not going so well. I don't know if you want to do this. Just if you want to lay your hands on yourself. Well, I declare in this room a fresh revelation that Christmas means Christ in me. Christmas means Christ in us. Christmas means I don't have to get close because Christmas means Emmanuel, God is with us and God is in us. I declare over every life in this room that they get a fresh understanding and a fresh revelation. The fact is God Almighty, beautiful, loving, powerful, awesome God lives in you, the hope of glory. And this is going to be a glorious Christmas. He lives in us, so it's health to our minds and health to our families and health to our bodies, health to our imaginations. In Jesus' name, amen.